This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. 67,000 fans, sweet baby Caroline. We are into the final of the Euros, and I can't quite believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Matt Withers, it was your birthday yesterday. Couldn't have gone any better for you. Do you know, it couldn't have. Um, I was very fortunate enough on a birthday, or I don't know how many years ago it was, when Andy Murray won Wimbledon for the first time. Um, I'll also add in, I was on my way to a Michael Bublé concert, so that probably taints it a little bit. <laughs> but to then have that um, and knowing the importance of last night's game, whatever happened during the day, if we lost, it would have felt like it had ruined the birthday. Yeah. So, yeah, just incredible. And to spend it in the company of great mates, like your good self, Patch, was Absolutely. just special. Well, that's that's the peak, the peak of the night. Exactly. And uh, yeah. I gave you another little uh, birthday present, but we'll come on to that a bit later. And we come on to the Bristol City chat. So, yes, we've got um, a guest with us today. And uh, Nigel was with us, I think, on the very first England podcast. Um, and he was at the game then. And he was at the game last night. Nigel, uh, ca- can you sum up for us the experience in a couple of sentences? Oh, I'll try my best, guys. Um, but honestly, the hairs are kind of standing on the arms right now, just thinking about it, if I'm honest with you. Um, I'll probably sound a bit tired and a bit worn out because it was a long night because uh normally with Wembley you kind of five minutes before the end it's a mad rush to get to tubes and stuff but Mm. you just cannot miss that experience so we stayed behind until the very end we were one of the last out we were in the the queue then to get back on the tubes and, and all fairness it was it was fantastic but the experience itself was just breathtaking um I I just feel so privileged and so humble this morning to have been there Mm. And I just woke up this morning, spoke to my son and, um, you know, it was just, I don't know, it's just something that you live and dream for and um, and to experience it. Honestly, I just feel so humbled. It was just breathtaking. The England fans, they were like a family, um, whether you were talking to them on Wembley Way, um, whether you were with them in the ground. It was just such a feeling of emotion. Um mm. It, 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 words can't really describe it if I'm honest with you guys I just feel really humbled yeah it was wow. fantastic and to be there with JC as well Nigel amazing memories um, yeah. memories as we keep saying we missed out JC had tickets for all the group games as you know and we missed out on those and um, had to go to the Croatia game on my own which left me with such a huge amount of guilt um, but to take him last night, you know, he, he, at the end of the game, he kind of had tears in his eyes. He said to me, you know, that was the best day of my life. So, um, wow. you know, what, what can you say? You know, it was, it was unbelievable. unbelievable. Absolutely electric. Um, yeah, it's uh, 
just bringing it all back now, actually. Just thinking about it and you being there with your boy as well. I don't know. I'm going to get through this podcast. Right. Let's try. <laughs> um, the lineup, Sancho out, Saka in. Um, that was the only sort of contentious issue, Matt, whether he went with Sancho from the previous game or brought Saka in, who, you know, was injured and some obviously seemingly deemed fit. But um, that was the only one for me, Matt. What were your thoughts on that one? I, I think it was expected. I think a lot of the media sort of reports thought that that was going to be the case. Um, in, in some respects, Sancho considers himself unlucky. He's played well. But I think this is where the, the nice guy, Gareth Southgate, and I think he still would have done it in the right way, but he's not afraid to make decisions. You know, he wasn't afraid to take Tyrone Mings out and bring in who he considers his best defender in Harry Maguire. Um, and similarly with Saka, he, he felt that having Saka in the way that he played the way he's performed this year was the right the right choice. So, um, wasn't surprising. I didn't think it detracted from from the team setup. I think we knew and we talked about it, didn't we? That we knew we had options from the bench. So, mm. I think whoever he started with was was always going to be a, a, a decent sort of starting lineup. Absolutely. And what, going back to what you said, Nigel, about how the fans were galvanised as one, I think Southgate has has, has done that. Um, he's done that with the team, with the squad, with the with the coaching staff. Yeah. Everyone just seems to be on the same page. And um, we'll come on to it later. But um, obviously Grealish was unlucky to, to to come on and go go off again. But you just got the feeling that he took it on the chin, and it was all part of the part of the of the master plan. But um, absolutely fantastic how how the 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 crowd and everyone is is galvanised in in this whole experience. Um, it was an electric start from England. Kane whips it across, and there isn't quite a Gaza slide from '96, but it was uh, wasn't actually as close as we thought on closer inspection. But um, for you, Nigel, in the in the crowd, that must have uh, been quite a quite a moment of uh, flashback. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great move, wasn't it? And um, you know, Harry's popped the, the the ball across. It was um, it was ready for Sterling just to, to lunge out. But on the replay, you could see it was probably about a yard away, so it wasn't quite as close as uh, as Gascoigne's size nine boots. I think he described it as if he had a size ten, he would have got on the end of it. But um, yeah, it was um, it was a great start, really positive start. And uh, I thought we dominated the early exchanges. And um, yeah, it was a it would have been the perfect start if he'd have put that Absolutely. away. I think it would have changed the concept of the game a little bit. Well, yeah, and it would have relaxed us like it did in the Ukraine game, getting that early goal, but it wasn't to be. However, there was another chance. Kane fed Sterling, um, again, who cuts inside, gets some joy, but right-footed shot didn't carry any power on this occasion, Matt. No, I think he, he almost kind of hit, rolled over the top of the ball, didn't he? He just didn't get the right strike on it. But again, an, another good move. Um, you know, we'll go on to talk about Sterling, but he was just a constant menace, wasn't he? Um ironic really of, of you know probably I don't know what percentage certainly a high percentage wouldn't have had him in, in the starting lineup um it right at the start of the tournament. I know Nigel has been a, a huge advocate of him all the way through. Um but he hasn't yeah, mentioned he, he was it. just yeah, <laughs> but he, he, he was it's a coming. Const, it's he coming. was a constant a constant threat, wasn't he? So um he was a little bit unlucky like I say he just didn't connect it. I think sometimes his speed is like that, isn't it? it it's kind of it's trickery to get into the position and then the, the shooting sometimes lacks a little bit of composure, but yeah. great, great to see. Where were you, Nigel, in terms of the context of the ground watching it? Which which end or side? Where were you? So we were, um, so the Danish fans had one end, so we right, were the okay. opposite end. 
um, and it, the, the the lower section of the the highest rank. So we right, had a, okay. a cracking view. It was just a, well, basically just above the uh, commentators, the TV right. crew. They were just just below us. <clears throat> yeah, maybe we'll we'll come on to those guys later as well. Um, right, Pickford collects a shot from Delaney, but Pickford's throwout puts England into danger. A really nervy start from Pickford, who should be brimming with confidence after what five clean sheets on the bounce. Um, and seemingly, you know, he was really shaky, Nigel. And I mean, there was, I'm sure there was a few pelters thrown at his way after that. Well, I think that's the interesting thing, to be fair. In, in all fairness, there wasn't. And I think that's the, what, as you, you said, the, the galvanized, I think. Everybody's supporting this team. Um, I, I guess people have been waiting for Pickford to make those mistakes so they can actually have a go. Um, but I think where everybody's at at the moment is, you know, you're not going to get through 90 minutes without actually something going wrong. Um, he did have a, a very dodgy start last night. And I thought his kicking, I remember saying on the first game against Croatia, his distribution was really poor. And he seems to have improved it in the last couple of games. But again, last night, it was really noticeable. It, the amount of times he kicked it out of touch, it was shocking. And then again, as you said, a couple of times he's kicked it straight to a Danish player. So definitely an area last night where he did look nervous and um, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Well, I think it started with that Ukraine when he came out. Was it the Ukraine game where he came out and yeah. swiped at it? And it sort yeah. of uh, yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> gave them an opportunity. But um, yeah, a nervy start for, for him. Um, and then we go one goal down. It's the first goal conceded in the whole tournament on the 30th minute. It's a free kick that actually led to another free kick where Luke Shaw, I think, was a bit unfairly penalised. But, uh, you know, you've seen them given, you've seen them yeah. give, not given more so. Um, but Damsgaard takes it and scores the first free kick in the whole tournament. And what a goal it was. To get it up and over the wall like that is not easy to do. It's 1-0 to uh, to Denmark. But Kane and Southgate both seen tapping their temples, you know, keep your head, keep your heads, yeah. um, maintain what the game plan is. But um, but Matt, for you, that goal, fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, great strike. Um, I think in terms of the free kick, um, when you look at it, Shaw's got hold of the, the um, I think it was Delaney, blocking his run, but he's also got hold of Shaw's shirt. Mm. So it's, you know, it's how the referee sees it. Um Brilliant strike, very Ronaldo-esque when it sort of hitting on the valve, so it, it goes over and dips. We were a, a little bit, critical is probably too strong a word, but wondered if Pickford should have been, you know, closer to it and, and made a, a better fist of it. But I think when you do look at the strike, it's from such a distance, but it's also, I think Christensen's in front of Pickford, so it comes across the top of him. And it just, as I say, it dips so bad. So I, I think it was you, you've got to give credit to Vestergaard as opposed to criticising Pickford, really. It's just yeah. a brilliant, brilliant and when, strike. When you get the ball up and over the wall like that, it's, it's not something that the keeper can really plan no. for. You know, we've seen Ronaldo do that over the years. Yeah. I always remember that one... Um, I think it was against Portsmouth at Old Portsmouth, Trafford, David James, James in goal. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. And you know, no one's saving that. And I don't think anyone. You know, you could argue if he'd have, you know, anticipated that yeah. that that he might have got. He did get a fingertip but, to it. Nice, I mean, I, I think he'd have to have been underneath it almost because because he only <laughs> had two two steps to take, didn't he, to, yeah. to sort of get there? But, but yeah. Sorry, but how man. was the atmosphere after that went in, Nigel? In terms of uh, you know, it was quite quiet up until that point. I thought you know, but you had that electric start. For, for us watching on the TV, 
there were bits of silence, obviously, where everyone's sort of a bit nervous, a bit sort of trying to settle into the game. But um, after that, was it like that or did people sort of get going again? It, it certainly didn't feel like that in the ground. I mean, it, it, honestly, it, for me, uh, we said afterwards, it just felt like they were singing from start to finish. Um, I guess as far as the TV cameras pick up, they probably pick up when it goes completely full on. But no, I mean, the fans were incredible. I mean, there was probably there was probably a couple of spells when it went quiet, but it was literally minutes. I mean, it, it was nonstop um, singing. And and as soon as they scored, um, we tried to lift them again because I don't think anybody in the ground believed that that was um, the tempo of the game, that Denmark had deserved that. Uh, it's a technique. It's a super technique. It's a free kick. I think there was frustration on our part because we thought the referee was very fussy and was given a lot of free kicks. Yeah. And for me, um, they bought that free kick because the first free kick and then they knew they were going to put it into the box and the guys went down. I haven't seen the replay, so I don't know if it was a free kick or not, but it didn't feel like it was a free kick at the time. Yeah. And for us, it just felt like they were creating a shooting opportunity and they, they seemed to have bought it for me, but I'll watch it back on replay. Yeah. You see it every single game, don't you? Um, in the penalty area in particular from corners. It's just that one where the, the defender yeah. has got his arm blocking the run and, and he, mm. Delaney kind of fell over in, and the ref bought it, didn't he? But I, I yeah. agree with you. It's Yeah, yeah harsh. But uh, yeah, one goal down and now we're going to be really tested. First time we've been behind in the tournament. Um, straight away, more or less, Saka feeds Kane out on the right who threads it through to Sterling. But he hits it straight at Schmeichel, and you think that's a definite goal. But um, obviously, Schmeichel makes himself big. You know, looks like his dad when he does that. And for me, he is Denmark's best player, and probably the only Denmark player who would stand a chance, a good chance of getting into our team. Um, so a great save, but it was straight at the keeper. How did you uh, find that one, Nigel? Yeah, I mean, I, I I always take the positives on these things. It's the same as the Pickford goal. You know, I wouldn't criticise Pickford. I, I would put it down to fantastic technique on the Danish player. For me, Sterling's got him. He's made a great run. He's found himself in front of defender. He's got in front. He's had a shot on target. That's all you ask your strikers to do. Yeah. Um, criticise, if you're going to, you're going to say, well, he should have put it in the corner. Well, mm. that's the perfect world, isn't it? The fact that we've already, The fact that we've already said he's had three chances and we're in the 20th minute shows that he was impacting the game and that's all you ask of your strikers to make sure you're in the right place at the right time and you're getting your shots on target, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Matt, we hundred, we hundred, hundred percent, even if it went at the keeper, you expect it to go through the keeper, don't you? Yeah. I mean, as Nigel said, you, if, if you were going to be critical and again, I think that's too strong. Um, Sterling got a really, really good connection, but just, just hit it straight, didn't he? And, and, Literally almost anywhere either side of Schmeichel, he's not saving it because it was that close. But yeah. I think the reaction time for Sterling, the run, you know, it's not like he was through on goal and had time to think about where to place it. You've just got it here first time. And, it, and as Nigel says, mm. he hit the target. You know, if he hadn't hit the target, if he put it wide, then you might be a bit critical. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Schmeichel's a big, big lad in, as you say, he spread himself. So, you know, I'm, I'm more in the 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 sort of bit of Schmeichel's good save as opposed to yeah. Sterling not doing what he should have done. Well, the goal for Denmark did certainly kick us into uh, a higher gear because we had yeah. that chance. And then minutes later, uh, Kane threads an amazing brawl, ball through to Saka, um, who takes it on, gets to the byline, squares it. Sterling's there, but Keir has to, no choice other than to try and clear it, but he clears it into his own net. Um, and it's 1-1, and we had nine minutes there of being behind in the tournament, but we were back in in, in control um, on that 39th minute, and uh, the crowd goes wild, Nigel, I'm sure. 
Yeah, as you said, it was another great move. I mean, you know, throughout the, throughout the game, I think, you know, I'm going to watch it back later. And I'm, there were so many phases of play where we just controlled the ball and we just found those little link passes and those combinations in the final third, got crosses into the box. We just looked so dangerous and so creative. And and I still read on my Twitter feed and my Facebook feed, feed that Gareth Southgate's boring and that England are boring and we're not creative. And I don't know what games these guys are watching because... You know, you cannot have a team where you're going to put Foden, Sancho, Sacco, Grealish, Kane, Sterling in the same team. And yet no. some people seem to think we can. Um, I think everything he's doing in terms of his selection, his, his rotations, his substitutions. I, I don't even look at the starting team, if I'm honest with you now. I'm so confident in what he's doing that actually it doesn't matter who he picks. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just going to go out and watch the game because I'm confident that we're going to play those combinations. I, yeah. I just think we're so creative. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely spoiled for choice at the moment, but it's a very difficult choice to make when you've got so much talent on the on the bench in the squad, not even in the squad as well, Matt. Yeah, I mean, you know, we said how well Sancho played the weekend. He didn't get on the pitch last night, um, but I'm I'm with Nigel 100%. I think Southgate knows exactly what he's doing. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say there weren't times last night when, you know, I, I actually said I thought Sterling near the end looked tired and I would have looked to bring Sancho on in the second period of extra time. But then Gareth Southgate might have been thinking, Sancho, don't take penalties. And if if this doesn't quite work out, I know Raheem takes penalties, so I'm, I'm okay with that. And it was the last attack that we had, Raheem Sterling. Yeah. So he gets it spot on every time. The one thing you've got to say with that equaliser patch, what a ball from Harry King. Yeah, yeah. Your centre forward, and, you know, again, I can't sit here and be two-faced and say we weren't questioning <laughs> the fact that Kane was dropping like he does for, for Tottenham deep, and then we seem to not have that focal point at times. Um, but that pass, if that pass had been messy or Ronaldo, that they would be talking about that all over the media this morning. It was brilliant. And then Saka's just running onto it. A young man again, but picks the right pass. Um, and Jill, my partner, sort of said, oh, it was own goal, wasn't it? I said, yeah, but it's one of those own goals where the striker's tapping it in. The, the defender's yeah. really got no choice yeah. but to try and deflect it. Mm. Um, and it was always going to be a goal, wasn't it? So, yeah, but what a ball by Kane. Brilliant. Absolutely, Absolutely brilliant. Okay, into the second half. Mount whips in a great free kick. Harry Maguire climbs, but catches the Denmark player with his elbow. And the referee goes to his pocket. And the first thing we see on the TV is a red card. Um, and just think, oh, my God, you know, here's the moment. Here's the David Beckham moment. You know, a, a red card out of nowhere. But um, it's a yellow card, thank God. Um, and, yeah, obviously, it's one of those ones where he's climbing. He's not intentionally smashed him with his elbow. So it's uh, it's a difficult one. But what were your thoughts on that one, Nigel, in terms of uh, the, the yellow card? Yeah, we were baffled, obviously, because we didn't have the, the joy of the replay. So as far as we were concerned, that was obviously right down in front of us. As far as we were concerned, Maguire's climbed the highest. He's got a head on it. He's, he's got a head at goal. Sometimes you'll follow through and you might hit a defender or a goalkeeper, but it didn't look anything for us. And obviously we were a bit baffled by that one and got the same feeling then. I didn't see the red card patch, but I, for the rest of the game, you're just always nervous yeah. that you've got your centre-back, and not only your centre-back, but I don't know who got man of the match. I thought Maguire was outstanding last night. He was incredible. He Harry was Kane. such a leader. 
Harry yeah. Kane got Kane, one of the match. Kane got it, did he? Yeah. Um, Maguire was immense last night, and not just defending, but just his control and his bringing the ball into midfield and starting off play. It was incredible. And um, yeah. yeah, so we were just worried that we didn't want to lose him for the final, obviously. But, um, the game's managed it really well. His control was excellent. He didn't lunge in. He learned his mistake from when we played them in the Nations League, of course, when he made that second tackle and yep. was given a red. So, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a plus point for Pickford when he had made a great save from Dolberg. It was subsequently ruled offside, but he still had to make the save um, down to his right, pushing it pushing it um, out, I think, for a corner at the time. But uh, yeah, a good plus point there for Pickford. Um, Kane draws a foul out wide and, you know, he is an absolute legend <laughs> at, at winning those free kicks. Um, I think Grealish is the most fouled player in the tournament, but um, uh, yeah, Kane certainly grades at it. Uh, so he draws a foul out wide. Mount's free kick is met by Maguire, whose header is creeping in, but Schmeichel claws it out, Matt. Um, and, you know, we've seen Schmeichel do that several times, but uh, that was flying him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great save, wasn't it? He had to get across, strong hand. Um, and if you watch, Maguire's kind of wheeling away because he's thinking he scored. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just some, as you said, Patch, Schmeichel's probably the only one that would have got in the England squad um, and just showed his quality again, didn't he? Um, and we, we'll go on to talk about kind of what happened after that. But he's a top, top keeper. But I echo what nice with Maguire. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Brilliant. Mount to Sterling, great overlap. And it's almost become telepathic for Sterling that he knows Luke Shaw is going to be bombing round behind him, yeah. lays it off. Um, and Shaw, unfortunately, on this occasion, his cross comes to nothing. But we just got to keep keep doing that, getting that ball in the box. And we've seen it from you know the first goal. It's, it's every chance it'll just rebound in off for of someone. Um, so that was a, a great bit of play. Kane tripped in the box. VAR checks it, but the foul, well, the foul was given by the referee to Denmark. Um, but we half thought that, you know, VAR might give us a penalty for that. And Kane certainly thought it was a penalty. Um, how is that in the crowd, Nigel, in terms of, you know, the VAR checks and and all of that sort of stuff? Well, it's funny because I said, I said to JC, obviously we support a team in the championship, so we don't have VAR. So it was my first experience of kind of the emotion of mm. of the VAR um, whilst in the stadium. And it is crazy because for everything, even the goals, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then all of a sudden it pops up on the screen to say VAR check. So, you know, whether we've scored or whether it was the penalty decisions, it, it just, it absolutely plays with your emotions. And, and actually you can see now with the players, every time they score, they're looking around, they're check in and they're not you know they're just waiting for that moment so it's a strange feeling but I think on the night um it wasn't a huge clamber for a penalty but there was enough of a ripple to say was that a penalty I think so I don't know how it came across and whether it was on the tv but it was probably 50 well, 50 was it yeah he gave the free kick for an earlier challenge from King like in the phase just before that um, yeah I actually think it was a penalty in terms of the, the then the sort of second phase but obviously the ref called it, kind of pulled it back but yeah in fact I think right. it's probably probably more of a penalty than the one we did get if I'm honest but yeah so next phase Phillips shoots over after a great build-up from England started by Mount and uh, yeah you just want a little bit more composure from Calvin Phillips you we've seen him hit him in from that distance before for his club um, but yeah I think just earlier on in in the game as well Sterling blazed over so you know it's nerves get to people um, but yeah an opportunity rolls out to the edge of the box and you just feel at that moment like a goal's coming 
Um, then we see the introduction of Grealish um, coming on for Saka. Was that the right substitution for you, Nigel, in terms of uh, Saka coming off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Saka was the right choice. I felt in the first half, Saka looked a bit overwhelmed in the first 20 minutes. He was quite quiet. And what it meant was actually everything we were doing was going down the left-hand side with Sterling in shore. And it made us a bit predictable, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I think that I could see on occasions, Denmark were playing a back five every time we were in possession of the ball and they were doubling up on Sterling. So you also have to take that into account. He, he, was, also, he was always against two players. And I felt that created a lot of opportunity for Saka on the right-hand side. But he didn't probably have his you know, his strongest game. He's a, he's a young lad, you know, there's no criticism of him. So he was absolutely the right substitution. And then, of course, um, he tends to put Grealish on the left and switches Sterling to the right then. So, yeah, yeah, it was the right sub, I think. Yeah, I mean, Grealish instantly came on and won a couple of free kicks, as as he does, um, but was unable to influence the game enough to to get us the goal. Um, There was a shout from Adam Thurston, who was watching it with us on the 70th minute of, there's only one team that's going to win this. So we reminded him of that (laughs) pretty much every minute thereafter. It's only every Uh, time Denmark attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah, and extra time comes and, you know, throughout extra time and throughout you know the the remaining 20 minutes of the of the second half i was just saying this we're not going to penalties i cannot be dealing with penalties this this we've got to get a goal from the 75th minute pretty much denmark were closing up shop they were out on their feet they 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 ran out of steam um and i think you know they were saying that they were down to sort of 10 men come come the large parts of, of extra time as well yeah. but there was more changes um in extra time uh, rice comes off mount comes off henderson and foden come on um you know th- there's a change obviously Grealish for saka but we were sort of saying matt weren't we that uh, the other change we may have made um in normal time was phillips off for henderson yeah yeah, it was going to be one of the, the two, Rice or Phillips, and we just felt, didn't we, that... And I'm not I'm not Henderson's biggest fan, if I'm honest with you. I can't sit here and, and pretend that I am, but I just felt that it was geared up for his composure, leadership, um, let alone his quality on the ball, both defensively, but you know, more so attacking. So I thought that was an absolutely spot-on decision from, from Southgate. Again, echoing everything that Nigel said. Um, but it, it could have been Phillips or Rice. I just think... Probably Phillips is fitter than Rice when the games get sort of near the end. He seems to run himself ragged, doesn't he, Rice? So, again, right, right call to make. Okay. Um, extra time starts and the substitutions are made. There was a chance for Kane that's, that really came out of nowhere. It was a long ball forward that he latched onto and he had sort of no right to score from the angle he was at, but he forces Schmeichel to make a really important save, Nigel. Yeah, it was another great save, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Michael made, and again, if you if you take Michael's three, I think world class saves out of the game, then the game would have been more convincing. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a lovely effort. If it's the one I'm thinking of when he's put it down low and hard to his, to his side, right. and Michael's got a hand to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But again, coming back to the substitutions, I mean, it, what a squad we've got. That yeah. Southgate had it completely under control. We were talking about it, what substitutions were being made, and we said, look, he's he's got his plan for extra yeah. time. He's so methodical, and so the thought process was there. And to be able to make those changes, ready for the, it just it gave us that second win because you'll notice Denmark at one point, I think, in the ninety minutes, they made a triple substitution, yeah. and there was a risk. I couldn't help thinking that they were going to have three three pairs of fresh legs on, and it was almost their last attempt to try and do something. But as you said, they actually they didn't. They I think they brought them on to shut up shut shop really. Yeah. So yeah, 
absolutely spot on substitutions yeah Okay, uh, the 104th minute, Sterling causing havoc, uh, is caught on his back leg and then body checked. You know, we've watched that back a few times. VAR obviously had to make a snap decision. Um, and for me, there was, you know, not two, two standout fouls, but two infringements um, and the penalty is given. Ke- uh, Matt Withers goes out into the kitchen, does not watch the penalty. Uh, <laughs> I never watch a city penalty, but yeah, I, and I did it. I always remember back in 1990 when um, Gary Lineker against Cameroon couldn't watch those either. So yeah, anyway. so yeah, he goes out and Kane obviously miss, misses the penalty. Well, the penalty saved, and we go oh, look, and, he, and Matt starts walking back in. Oh, and then he, uh, and he, he taps and then it in. Up and down, yeah. yeah, he tucks. Yeah, so there's like a, a split second of oh, but then uh, yeah, I mean Kane tucks in the rebound without even looking. To be fair, he knows exactly where the goal is. Uh, tucks it home. It's a lovely bounce back from Schmeichel, um, and yeah, it's, it's uh, it is two one. So Nige, before you go, I know you need to go now. Just uh, sum up that goal and you know the the fact that we are through to the final. So, yeah, I think when he's stepping up, JC's looked around and said to me, oh, I'm not feeling confident with this at all. He just, it it's just such a big occasion. And um, and you can't help but think, you know, is, is the Harris face pops up on the screen and, it, I don't know, he, he, he looked a little bit nervous. And the whole weight of the country on that one penalty, you know, <laughs> you, it, it, you can't imagine, can you, the, the pressure it must be feeling. Um, but, yeah, he's got the rebound, he's tucked it in, and the elation, as you can imagine, is there in the crowd obviously go 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 wild and and I, I there was for me I think I was confident at that point that Denmark yeah. weren't going to come back in the game I think England um were in control uh, I guess one you know final thing for for me before I head out was obviously just that in the in the last couple of minutes of extra time when we had that passage of play when we kept oh, hold of the ball amazing. I mean as 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 England fans in in the age we are can you ever remember a situation when England would have controlled the football in that manner? No. Um, I think it must have been at least 100 passes. And it was Henderson, who I do like, by the way, in the middle of that midfield, just controlling and yep. dictating. And his experience to come on in that situation and just get the younger players to be focused and the domination of the ball was incredible. Yeah. And you've got to think back to the greatest teams in history, whether that be Brazil, Italy, to have been able to have game managed it in that way. Honestly, you just cannot give Southgate enough credit in my in my view. I think it's incredible. Whether we win or lose on Sunday, um, it, it, he's just brought the nation into a great place. I think, yeah. and um, let's just enjoy Sunday and whatever happens, happens. And I think we've got enough, if I'm honest with you. But to sum it up, it was incredible. Uh, as I said at the start, humbled and privileged. And I'm anxiously waiting by my emails, of course, to see if UEFA are going to send me an invite for tickets for the final. So um, oh, it's not out of the equation yet. So. Uh, Fingers oh, crossed. Fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. Keep we'll us in the loop. Happens, but, I um, do think, Nigel, as well, that the word you use there, control, um, some fans may even have looked at that as being a bit negative because Denmark probably were there for the taking for the third goal. But I absolutely loved that period of play because every pass was played with yeah. a purpose where it was, it was all, and, yeah. and I didn't realise that they were down to 10 men then, but it was almost like a training exercise against... Yeah. You know, like yeah. dads against kids at a, a youth yeah. football, wasn't it? Where we're keeping yeah. the ball, we're knocking it to where it needs to go. Superb, absolutely superb. Yeah, lovely yeah. stuff. Thanks, Nigel. You better let you go. I know you've got uh, to crack on, but thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, hopefully you get a ticket for the final. Yeah, fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, no, mate. appreciate it, guys. Always a pleasure. Take Speak care, Nigel.
See you, Bye-bye. So, Matt, one thing we didn't discuss there, obviously, was that substitution, taking Grealish off yep. um, and uh, putting... Who came on? Um, Trippier. Trippier, yeah. So, yeah. Grealish off, Trippier on. Um, and we, the sort of the feeling here was... You know we're on top. We've got the goal. Let's go for another one. But obviously it was a it was again another massive call from Gareth Southgate to you could argue go why it was going more defensive, bringing on a defender. I know Trippier is an attacking defender, but um, yeah, and it did invite pressure onto us for sort of five to ten minutes, didn't it? Yeah, maybe maybe it's a fan thing, Patch, because we we've as Bristol City fans we've seen that quite often. Lee Johnson was forever doing that, wouldn't he? We were leading a game and then he would take off an attacker and bring on a defender. And and you always feel, or oh, certainly I do as a fan, that, you know, why do that? Why change the shape? And, and certainly within that period of the end of the, the, the full sort of normal time and then into extra time, there did only look one winner. Adam was right. We did seem to be controlling it. Denmark weren't offering very much. Um, and so... Critical again, probably. Um, but we were all sort of saying, you know, Grealish, that's what's, what's he done? You know, he's, mm. he's always liable to create something. But Southgate had that plan. He knew what he was doing. And, and in truth, I don't recall Denmark having another attack, really. That, that caused any, probably a couple of corners, didn't they? That, it you, you didn't know, do good for us from a corner, as, but, as fans. Yeah. It was just made us sexually yeah. nervous that they had the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and whatever way you look at it, you bring an extra defender on, you are inviting the pressure on, aren't you? You know, that that is the way that it is. But um, had it gone wrong again, and this is the thing I like about Gareth Southgate, he knows himself, he probably would have been criticised for that. Well, he would have been, not probably. Mm. But he got it right. And and as you said, right at the start, Patch, Jack Grealish is there with everyone else, celebrating and absolutely, I think, understood why he made the decision that he did. So again, yeah. you know, kudos to, to Southgate. Cool. Right. Let's go on to um, just very quickly, Matt, the final mm. on Sunday versus Italy. Do you start as we started last night? I'd probably rest Saka and I okay. probably would go Sancho in, in that situation. Um, okay. I think he's speed and direct running. Um, I just think Saka kind of ran his legs last night, but depends what happens training wise. You don't go, um, go to sort of three at the back like Germany and then... No, I would probably go with what we did last night. I, th- I think that's our, our strongest shape for me. Cool. All right. And let's go on to the ratings then. Um, talk us through your thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I, I've kind of changed probably a few of these from where I was last night, watching the game with, with you guys, to then coming home, watching the highlights on BBC and then watching a rerun of the game on HTV. <laughs> so I got to bed about two o'clock. Shout out to um, HTV. Yeah, sorry, guys. I keep doing that, don't I? ITV. <laughs> sorry, show me age. Um, ITV. And then listening to or watching Sky Sports this morning with some of the commentary and then on Talk Sports. So that that's kind of added in. But so Jordan influenced Pitt, a little bit. Um, but I think probably they made me um reflect on on kind of some of it. So Jordan Pickford, um, and it was actually David James of all people, and maybe that's because he was a bit calamitous at times. Um I was kind of, and we were talking last night, you know, I, th- I think he was, he's been brilliant this tournament, um, but I think we were looking at probably a five for, for Pickford. But in the cold light of day, and as I said, I haven't reflected on it, I don't think his distribution was was brilliant last night. And he did put himself under a bit of bother. But you've also got to say for a goalkeeper, you know, it's that one position. You make a mistake, 
then you're vilified for it. You know, arguably Cash Michael with the penalty with Harry Kane. He tries to catch it. If if he spoons it away, it doesn't roll back out to Kane. But no one's kind of criticising Schmeichel this morning. So um, because we've got through to the final, and I don't, I don't really want to be negative on anyone, I'm going to be generous, if you like, and give Pickford a six. Um, okay. And say, yeah, okay, he knows himself. His distribution wasn't great, but so you were actually, at a five last night, weren't you? I was at a five last night, and I've up to a six. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a semi-final, so it's enhanced. Exactly. Yeah. Um, John Stones, um, I thought was excellent again. Really, really good. Can't really recall him doing anything wrong. Um, doesn't probably catch the eye as much as Maguire does from that point of view. Um, so I'm going to go seven for John Stones. Um, Luke Shaw, I thought, was excellent again. Um, a really solid performance from, from him. Um, and I'm going to go um, seven for Luke as well. I didn't think he's, he didn't get enough of the ball probably to, to um, create as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I'll go seven for him. Kyle Walker um, is right up there for, for sort of potential man of the match for me. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um He's, there was one moment where they broke on us and his pace, again, got us out of it. But I just thought he's, he was relentless last, last night with his running. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go a nine for Kyle Walker because um, I thought he was that good last night. Yep. Um, similarly, Harry Maguire. Nige said it all. Um, I'm going nine for Harry Maguire. He's right up there from a man of the match point of view. I thought he was superb. And again, the fact that he's booked on, I think, sort of 49, 50 minutes um, to then manage the, the rest of the normal time and then into extra time, knowing you can't put a foot wrong. Yeah, brilliant. And showed Patch just how vital he is to this team, isn't he? Yeah, 100%. Um, Mason Mount, um, I really liked Mason Mount last night. I thought he was really, really kept his shape, but was also creative with it as well. Perhaps could have had a goal. He got one great delivery, move, didn't he? Yeah, great delivery. So I'm going eight for Mason Mount. Um, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, I thought both were, were excellent again. Um, probably didn't get on the ball as much as they had done in some of the previous games. Um, but I don't think we, we, we kind of got opened up a little bit for a period of time with Denmark where they had a couple of balls that went through. But I think that was more with Stones and Maguire coming out mm. um, and got a bit closer. It created the space behind. But I thought both were, were very good again. So I'm giving sevens to both of those. And they've um, become so important for us, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And, and actually, Patch, I think, well, I, I know I sort of said at the start, do we really need to play two defensive midfielders like that? And yeah. is it a bit negative? I've not I've not really thought that in any other games that we've watched subsequently. So mm. kind of two sevens could easily be two eights. Um, I don't want to kind of go overboard, but yeah. Um, Saka, I thought Saka was very much like he's been. Really, really bright to start with. Um, but obviously tyres, he's a young lad and you'd expect that. But you've also got to say that that moment of quality that where his run to time his run for yeah. the Kane ball, superb. And I, and I always sort of say it, the ball from Kane is brilliant, but you've also got to have someone making that run for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the run that makes the pass. We talked about the Tommy Conway goal, Patrick Millwall, didn't we? It was yeah. his run that allowed Lansbury to, you know. Um, so I thought Saka did, you know, very, very well again. So I'm going seven, but again, could easily be an eight. Um Harry Kane, again, having reflected on it and listened to a few people, you know, I can't sit here and say we weren't saying, you know, you're too deep, why are you coming for it? But again, had he not been deep, he's not playing that ball through for the goal. Um, 
I thought it was a, a much better all-round striker performance from him last night, holding the ball up, bringing others Captain's into play. Performance as well. Yeah, it really was. Um, so it, it's a good eight, and again, generously, and or not generously, but could easily be a nine. Um, mm-hmm. He got man of the match, so arguably on that, you know, you could see it was a nine. But for me, the reason it wasn't a nine is because um, I thought Raheem Sterling was absolutely outstanding. Um, it was a nine. I think if he'd, if he'd scored, it could easily have been a 10. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's a bold statement. We don't, I don't recall many 10s, if ever, that we've given. I don't think eight. we've ever given a 10. No. You know, the. I, I just I thought it was a brilliant win, performance. If we win, when we win on Sunday, yeah. they'll, I think all get they'll all be 10s. Mm. And I think that's uh, got a reserve it, it for that. You know, I, I don't know whether there was any. Um, Ian Wright was kind of saying he didn't understand Harry King getting man of the match in, you know, I, I don't want to get into any kind of political or, um, but, but for me, I, I thought Sterling was, was clearly man of the match other than maybe, maybe Kyle Walker, like I said, but I think defensively yeah, I think it was, Kyle um, Walker. Yeah. I thought he was super, but, but yeah, Raheem Sterling last night. And for a guy that has had the stick that he's had, um, continues to get some stick, um, you know, and as I said, I would I would have subbed him in the second half of extra time, but he's the last man standing, if you like, running forward. I just thought he was brilliant, Patch. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm with you there. And yeah. um Carl Walker, just on, on him, you know, how important how many times did we see him turn on the afterburners oh. and, and save save us basically of yeah. of, of a goal scoring opportunity for Denmark? Um, yeah, he was superb. I was I was sort of saying, you know, when we they went to the back three. I was thinking, you know, surely you want Tyrone Mings in there as a centre back, but you know, Carl Walker's pace has been so important. Okay, yeah. um, so let's park England. I've got a couple of minutes uh, left. So I, I intimated at the start that we, um, yeah, I jokingly said I've got you another birthday present, but we've been invited, Matt, along to the High Performance Centre, the Robins High Performance Centre tomorrow. Uh, to have a tour and to get a chance to have a chat to some of the new signings. So really looking forward to that. Great to, you know, we've seen it on the videos, but it'd be great to be there in person. So we will do a podcast probably tomorrow or tomorrow night to give our thoughts yep. um, on, on how that went. But uh, exciting stuff, Matt. Absolute privilege, mate. Yeah. And, um, you know, thank Dave um, Barton, the club, um, to give us that opportunity. I know we're not going to be the only ones there, but yeah, I, I cannot wait. You know, you've seen it on the TV to, to be able to, to it was funny. Um, I think it was um, Rob Atkinson was saying about it, just how incredible it is. Mm. So I can't wait to kind of experience that. I mean, I've, I've been, obviously we've, we've been inside at Ashton gate and you've seen sort of the setup there, but this mm. seems like it's almost a different level. So yeah, yeah, I cannot wait, mate. Cannot wait. Absolutely. Fantastic. Look forward to that. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Coming on this bonus show journey with us with england that um at the start matt we weren't quite sure where we were going to do it but we've now <laughs> done we've now done six episodes yeah um and one more to come so yeah. uh join us on probably monday uh for You've... a review of the final and i can't quite yeah. believe it i know to say, to say that seems incredible but you also have to say patch and and you can probably take the scotland game out of the, the equation slightly because of of you know the, the nature of that game but it's been a joy watching England as well. Mm. Um, Euro 96, you know, I remember the Spain game was a pretty dull game and obviously it went to pens and stuff, but we didn't start out great then. I, I genuinely feel this England team is getting better and better and better. Um, 
And all right, it's Italy. They're brilliant. They've got some man mountains there, but it's a game we know we can win. Um, and I think it could be an absolute cracker. So yeah, I cannot wait for Sunday. Cannot wait. You're watching that with uh, hands in front of thing, face, <laughs> fingers in front of eyes. Exactly. It's yeah. going to be a tense one. I think uh, yeah, it will. Yeah. I'm going to let the kids stay up. And, you know, my son is only yeah. three and, and my daughter is six. Um, so, but you know, how can I put them to bed? You know, I always had the question it's... back to my to my dad of where were you in 66? Exactly. Yeah. He was, he was only, what, uh, 15, 16 years old. But, um, yeah. you know, it's one of those ones. So no, looking forward to that. And uh, we will speak tomorrow. Take care. Yeah, see you tomorrow. All right, take Cheers care, mate. Everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.